What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts with the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. We've got our Locked On NHL host here to tell you everything you need to know from the night in hockey, and we are going to start in Minnesota with last night's biggest game. The biggest game. The rival Minnesota Wild and Colorado Avalanche met in the state of hockey last night, and the hometown fans were treated to an overtime winner. It was a fun one to watch from both sides, though, as our Locked On Wild and Locked On Avalanche hosts are here to tell you. An overtime winner gives the Minnesota Wild 40 wins and caps off a great weekend. Hey, everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Recapping a 3-2 to two overtime win for the Minnesota Wilds over the Colorado Avalanche to get to 40 wins on the season. The Wild led early, won nothing on a goal by Kirill Kaprizov off the power play. In the third period, the Avalanche get a couple of goals to make it 2-1, to one, but the Wilds get the game-tying goal from Ryan Hartman. And after a penalty was assessed in the final minutes of regulation, the Wild score 15 seconds into overtime as Kevin Fiala gets the goal to give the Wild the win. And uh, the Wilds continuing to roll. As they are now 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10 games. They've won six in a row. Cam Talbot continues to be strong. He had 40 saves for the Minnesota Wilds and uh, runs his record now to 27-12-1. and one. And so, since the Wilds hit their skid, Plane is back off the runway, baby. And uh, this team is uh, starting to really pull some nice wins together. For more on the weekend and look to the week ahead, make sure you follow along with Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Well, it's always a fun time when the Colorado Avalanche and the Minnesota Wild match up. And that was exactly the case in last night's matchup. The Avalanche lose this one in overtime, but obviously they get a point inching ever so closely to that 100-point mark now with 98 points on the season. Still a comfortable lead in the division, but you always want to get two points against Minnesota, probably your biggest division rival, especially on their home ice. But the Avs played well, just not enough to to crack through multiple times and get the win. The Avs outshot the Minnesota Wild. They played a really good game, but when it came to that physical rivalry type atmosphere the avalanche just couldn't pull it out in overtime and it the wild made quick work of the avalanche in overtime they were on a power play going into overtime eric johnson with a pretty stupid penalty that gave the wild a pen, a power play with just a few seconds left in the game they didn't score on that it carried over into the overtime and it was quick work by the wild's top line and that was it. And and you really you, you have to kind of shake your head at that penalty and shake your head at Eric Johnson for committing it. But like you said, overall, the Avs played a very good game. And it's kind of just a shame that they didn't walk out of Minnesota with two points. But you take the one and you move on ever so closely to that 100 point mark and the playoffs where these are the games that really matter. The Pittsburgh Penguins scored 11 goals on Sunday. That's all you really need to know. But Locked On Penguins has the details after Pittsburgh stuffed the stat sheet in a historic way. 
Hey everyone, Hunter Hodes here with the Locked On Penguins podcast as the Pittsburgh Penguins delivered a flat-out beatdown to the Detroit Red Wings. They become the first team in the salary cap era to score 11 goals in a regular season game. A team has not scored 11 goals in a game since the Washington Capitals did in 2003. Uh, the Penguins, they wanted to make a statement coming into this game. They were blown out by the Rangers on Friday night, 5-1. to one. They lost a couple of days before to the Buffalo Sabres in a game that didn't play well. They wanted to come out and make it known that this is still a contending team, and they did exactly that. Next up, a rematch with the New York Rangers at PPG Paints Arena on Tuesday night. Second place is on the line for that game, and you know the Penguins are going to be fired up to try to go out and get some revenge right there. For more on this game, plus the Pittsburgh Penguins in general, go check out the Locked on Penguins podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It was a tough loss for Flyers fans to take last night as Philadelphia didn't give Nashville the lead until the final minutes, but Locked on Flyers says the Predators were outplaying Philly long before Nashville got the advantage. Hi, this is Rachel Donner with your Locked On Flyers postgame quick reaction to the Flyers 5-4 to four loss to the Nashville Predators. Man, this is a little heartbreaking with the Predators going up 5-4 to four with a little over a minute left in the game. But the game was pretty lopsided throughout with the Preds doubling up on the Flyers in shots on goal for the first two periods alone. They tripled the Flyers in the game on high danger chances, which was the big difference in this one overall. The Flyers defense was pretty weak. They allowed too many chances for the Preds up front, and they really needed to do a better job of clearing the area around the net better for Martin Jones. On the upside, I will say Morgan Frost had a really strong game. He continues to make strides in his game. He was responsible for multiple extended time blocks for the Flyers with possession in the offensive zone. He also made an incredible pass to Travis Sandheim for the game's first goal. I think James Van Riemsdyk is sneakily putting together a good string of games with three goals and three assists since Claude Giroux's last game for the Flyers. Man, could have used this a little bit sooner, bud. Martin Jones did the best he could. He made 30 saves on 35 shots, including saving all of the shots on goal on the power play for the Preds. That was pretty impressive, but alas, it was not meant to be. For more on this game and the Flyers all year long, tune into the Locked On Flyers podcast. The New York Islanders lost on Sunday, and this time it was at home to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Locked On Islanders said it was more from the same from New York that plagued the Islanders yet again yesterday. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Isles fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1 to one at the UBS Arena. Same problem for the Islanders. When they don't play well, it tends to be defensive breakdowns that cost this team more than anything. And that's atypical of the Islanders because defense is the foundation of their game. But just too many turnovers in their own zone, too many times where they lost 50-50 puck battles, and the result was a 4-1 to loss. The biggest concern coming out of this one, Ilya Sorokin leaving the game after the second period. In concussion protocol, he took two shots that he saved with his mask during the first two periods and then did not return for the third. We'll keep an eye on that. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts.
And that's a wrap on Locked On Now NHL. Thank you again for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, make sure your second listens are Locked On NHL and your team's local Locked On podcasts. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Now.